Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 17, where we're just going to talk about ourselves and our brands and what we're up to. And this time it is Trevor again. So Steven filled in for me last week since I was not available. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. Not much. Um, I'm semi in town this week. I've got... Uh... I've got a couple things out of town for a little bit this week, but I should be around most of the week, hopefully, which is nice because I submitted an estimate today for um, for the the listeners that are also followers on Instagram a uh, a restoration job for a china hutch that also needs a completely new cabinet base because the hutch never had one or. The client, I guess, whenever they got the hutch, it was too badly damaged, so they never they never picked it up. So I'm not entirely sure. So I'm hoping to hear back on that this week. But other than that, I've been traveling, and uh, I wish you all I mean, the luck. All the luck on what? Oh, to get this. Getting it. Yeah. Yes, this would be this would be the largest job to date. So it would be very very nice. Um, I feel you on that one. Yeah, I know you've had some pretty pretty cushy jobs here lately some big ones some real big ones i have quoted on two i actually got confirmation to move forward with one of them already nice so this one is five feet wide it is about 15 inches tall and it will be backlit with led lighting nice now the question is are you doing the backlighting are you doing the led yes Ooh, i am that should be fun i have a feeling you and i will have quite a few discussions about how to best go about this so i'm going to be learning how to not only use led strips because i haven't used them yet i will also be learning how to solder said led strips together wow look at you being like a real engineer you like know, having to actually do your own stuff. I feel once. like I should have been doing this a long time ago. Probably. I mean, but I'm actually got, excited. You're you're engineering. Uh, you're an Emmy, right? Yeah, well, that's more of what I do as a job. Yeah. But so you don't. My you're not a civil guy. My degree's in industrial engineering. Okay, so that's kind of a mix of Emmy and EE. So kind of, for those yeah. that are not engineering people, that is mechanical engineers and electrical engineers yes. kind of, they all fall within a big blanket of industrial engineering. Uh, aerospace guys fall into that. Military falls into that. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting because I get to learn how to solder, which I haven't done yet. And I get to try out some design elements that I think will look high end. Mm -hmm. Without actually um, 
being like high end cost wise, if that makes sense. If that makes sense. So it'll look like it costs it looks, thousands of dollars yeah. to do it. But the way I'm doing it won't have that big of a cost, <clears throat> a big of a cost impact as um, people might think, I think. Gotcha. Well, I know sense? that the LED strip tape is kind of unique to work with, and yeah. it's not too complicated to solder from what I've heard, but I will say don't go with a cheap like hobby shop soldering equipment or soldering gun or soldering wand. They just you'll fight them all the time, and they're really not good. It's better to go ahead and pay up the money for a good soldering gun, even if you don't use it, but maybe like twice a year. Yeah, somebody recommended one to me, so I'm gonna look into that one. Yeah. Plus, you can also set them on a specific heat because those LED strips are temperamental. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it sounds like you and I have both been quoting things. You and I have both been out for various things. You had some personal stuff go on, some family sort of stuff. Mine was 99% work and just travel in general, which I got asked again today. It's like, hey, when are you going to go back out to the coast? And this was not my wife that asked me that. It was my boss. It's like, hey, when do you, when you think you want to come back out here? I'm like, never. I'll never go back. That'd be to that ideal, job. No. right? It would be nice, but no, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm gonna avoid it that long. Possibly, maybe after Thanksgiving, I might have yeah. to go back out there. So the most important question: What are you watching? Honestly, I have watched nothing of any significance lately. That happens. Other than a bunch of like weird, kind of fact, like weird facts, like weird sciencey stuff, like, like the this. most contaminated place on earth like the biggest um like biggest piece of concrete and you know emplacement on earth stuff like that it's just like weird youtube videos Nothing from that. like these kind of odds and ends youtube um youtube content creators that specialize in sort of either science or i think they just have like they're really good at catchy titles and cool thumbnails it's not necessarily all that big of content clickbait clickbait that's the there we go that's the thing i was looking for you you got me there you feel me fam yep we actually yeah. started watching the new sabrina show on netflix Ooh, i heard it takes it, like a dark twisty turn it is dark Ooh, it's like good that. but it's dark it's not like sabrina the teenage witch you used to watch as a kid it's it's pretty dark I know, because I had a serious crush on her, along with, like, I'd say probably anyone else between the ages of, like, 35 and 28. I think we all had a crush on Sabrina at some point in her acting career. So there's, I'm not going to give anything away, but this Sabrina actually does have death in it, which nice. I did not see coming. So, so she's, I do she's recommend not, it. So she's not the good witch, then? I'm not gonna give that away. Oh man! You gotta watch it. Ooh, ooh! So we got we got potential turmoil, inner turmoil, and and not all the good touchy feely stuff. Like it the is old, definitely old school Sabrina. It's definitely much different than the old school Sabrina. Like hmm. I was not expecting it. My wife even said that she won't watch it alone because it's too scary for her. <laughs> it's good though. I like I like That's it. That's good. That's good. So. What are you working on for Old South Woodcraft? Whether it be... So the whole point of this is to talk about what we're either working on 
what we're doing for the brand to try and grow, try and get more business, and where you want your brand to go. That's kind of what I'm thinking. All right. So currently what I'm working on is nothing because I haven't been in the shop enough to really do that much. Not to mention that I don't have a commission right now. I don't have any specific specific commissions. Um, I've got a couple things that I need to do, like make some, some new charcuterie boards and some, some I guess what I would call smalls, um, smaller, below $50 items for the market that I sell stuff at. I'm just waiting for the wood to kind of get to the optimal um, optimal moisture. I've had it for probably about a month or two months, and it was pretty low to begin with, but I need to, I want it down a little bit lower because it's already... It's it's kind of an odd shape to begin with, and I really don't want it to move or do anything crazy while I'm working on it. So other than that, I really have mostly just been focusing on stuff outside of the shop, nice. uh, trying to find trying to find new potential avenues for for business, thinking about what I want my business to be about, um, kind of shifting focus. Um, I've had people ask me for a couple things lately, but I haven't been specific. It's not like, hey, I've got cash now, or get me an estimate, and let's move forward with it. It's more like, hey, can you make me X item, which is all fun and good, but I got to have some, you know, I got to have some way of, like, paying for the materials before I can before I can really move forward with it. Do you mean the, can you make me this farm table, dining table that you know, $110 on Pinterest and can you do it for a hundred bucks? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not. Thankfully, nothing like that. I've got a, I got a guy I work with who's, uh, who's wanting a coffee table. Um, it's kind of changed a couple times of what he's wanted. And I think he finally has an idea of what he wants, but it's going to, he's thinking something semi live edge and that it's not so twisty, turny, mm-hmm. curvy. He's wanting something that's kind of more streamlined, almost like a lot of times live edge walnut is. It's kind of just straight. Yeah. Um, so he wants that in oak. And I told him, you know, I, he wants it a darker oak. And I was like, oak doesn't really come in a dark color. But my best thinking was to do ebonized oak hmm. because I really like it. I think it looks really, really pretty when it's finished. And it's not anything that's. It's not a really heavy stain. What it is is really it's a chemical reaction between the tannins and the oak and the acid and rust and other sort of specific chemicals in the ebonizing um, mixture that I make up. So that's the one thing I, I think I may have on the line uh, nice. if this furniture restoration thing doesn't come through. The big furniture restoration doesn't come through on the China Hutch. I hope it works out. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So that's that kind of leads me into where I kind of want to go with my business. I would like to make furniture, but you know, you know my arc, my market as well as I do. Mm-hmm. Furniture is really, really saturated, and every day there's somebody new on Facebook selling furniture or selling the um, those growth those like height charts, the growth charts yes. that are just like literally just a piece of wood on the wall. Yep. Somebody's been killing Facebook with those lately. I've seen like six or seven posts in the last like day. That's the same person, but they're just they're they're all worded slightly differently. It's the exact same pictures. So I would rather get into actual furniture restoration and try to avoid the furniture that everyone else is making. But I did look into joining the Society for 
period furniture makers, I think it's what it's mm. called. It's like Swimp Swimpma or something like that. I, it, it's got an odd name. I can I'll look it back. I'll look it up. And add it to the show notes for the probably the one other listener on the podcast that does that does like period furniture. Um, so I looked at doing that because maybe eventually I'll get to that point where someone will ask me to make a replica Victorian piece or a replica arts and crafts. You know, basically what they are is replica to to the specs and styling of an existing piece. Yeah. So you're gonna make a high boy? Please don't ask me to make a high boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, they're a beautiful thing, but I hate that period of furniture. I really do. It's so over the top, and it's so. They are for lack of for lack of better term, wasteful. I mean, there's mm. they're so ornate that and they don't need to be that ornate. It was a set of drawers you put furniture you put your clothing in it it doesn't need to be crazy but it's ornate. artistic it is artistic it's very very artistic and trust me when matt cremona did his high boy that was impressive god almighty that thing was i mean well it's like everything matt cremona does it's like instant gold and i love it i think it's beautiful i do i do think all the pieces are beautiful but it's just not what i would prefer to build unless yeah. someone pays me to build one and then i'll sure sure i'll give it a whirl there you go Make it out of cherry or alder or something like that. Nice. Yeah. So, as you are the the laser expert, you know, have the expert in all things laser and high tech. Where are you kind of moving forward? I guess moving forward and also kind of what are you in the middle of right now? I actually shipped out five sign or four signs and a set of magnetic business cards today, which. I found out, so I have an account now with UPS and USPS, and Good every job. single one of them was cheaper on UPS, mm-hmm. but anything like under a pound was cheaper on USPS. Yeah, because they had so, that flat rate thing. Yeah, I mean, however it you, worked out. UPS, I think, has like a threshold. If it's like five pounds and under, it's going gonna, it's gonna to automatically be X price, but with postage because it's po- it's yeah. postage based with the postal service if it's like anything under a pound it's next to nothing to ship you could just slap a mm-hmm. couple of stamps on it and be done well and by the time you add insurance for some of the things i'm doing because i insure that's everything true. I that's ship true now, yeah uh ups ended up being cheaper this time so those shipped out i got an order for a five foot wide sign that i'm gonna start this week Bala. um and then i have a couple of acrylic signs in process. So that leads me to apparently I'm doing more signs. That seems to be what I'm getting the most orders for and the most interest in. And most of the people that are coming to me are telling me it's because of the level of detail. I mean, a few of them told me that they thought my signs were all acrylic. And then when they found out a lot of them were MDF, they were, I guess, more impressed. Yeah. The, the you, Well, you put that level of care and detail into every step of the process. Because I've mm-hmm. seen you go from base drawing all the way to finished product in your shop. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I'm not just like, I'm not just tooting your horn here. I know you put in the level of detail all the way through. And it starts with that base drawing. 
even if you get a crap base yeah. drawing and have to rework it, yeah. you put a lot of you put a lot of work into to reworking it and making it look nice. And so some people are like, "Oh yeah, can you get it done in a week?" And I tell them no, like it just doesn't happen. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I can get you a sign in a week, but it won't look like the signs you're seeing because yep. it takes quite a bit of work to get it done." So with that, I've gotten two or three orders this past month that were bigger than my laser. So I've had to outsource the cutting part, which is actually cheaper to ship them back to South Carolina and have them cut than it is to have them cut in town, which leads me to, I am looking and scouring Craigslist for a used epilogue laser or used Trotec laser that is at least two feet by three feet. What's what's funny is that apparently your your Facebook or your Instagram something has like come onto my Facebook and the random ads that you know that how <laughs> Facebook pays for things random ads uh, yeah. eBay has six like epilogue lasers and then like one cheapy Japanese I've looked at all of them and none of them meet what I need but yeah well I mean one of them I think was like brand new like literally just taken out of the box and built because I think it was an epilogue for like 38 grand oh yeah yeah it was like, huge and then they had like an epilogue that looked like it was from 1987 for like 4300 bucks correct with a with a hundred watt I think it was a hundred watt maybe so I'm looking at one right now and there's some things that I'd have to replace on it so I'm just trying to figure out if it's worth the risk. So this is the game you play with the laser world is when you get into the two foot by three foot and you want it to be air cooled. So like the epilogue, the Trotec, the universal lasers, brand new, they all have a sticker price over 40K. So you have to look for something that's older and be willing to deal with something that may need some parts, which that part doesn't scare me as much. Because I did that with my first one. But I know that, you know, spending a little bit more on a used, you know, Lamborghini is going to be better than spending a whole bunch of the same amount of money, basically, on a new Kia. Like, that's basically the near differences. So you're getting a really high-end machine that you're still paying, you know, a quarter of that price. Mm -hmm. And you can buy a brand new water-cooled one, but the performance is drastically different. Yeah. So those are a lot of the options I'm weighing. And then, you know, I'm also thinking about a CNC instead. But with that comes a learning curve, and I want to be able to ramp up quickly. Mm -hmm. So if I get a laser, I already know how to run it. And I have somebody in town that has a 4-foot by 8-foot CNC anyway and he doesn't charge astronomical prices. So I'm probably going to keep outsourcing CNC for now and then get a bigger laser because nobody in town with a bigger laser has reasonable prices. That's that's pretty legit. But you remember your market is your market is already set, you know, what, yeah. probably three times higher than, than the Greenville market. Yeah. So I have friends here that say, I need laser work done. I need a bed this big. And then even they're scrambling to try to find sourcing for cutting. So yeah. I'm going to try to get into a bigger machine that way. And then, you, you, won't, you won't just be doing your own signs. You're going to be doing signs for other people. Maybe. We'll see. 
Yeah. It's definitely an investment. It's not something you take lightly. It's not like going and buying a new miter saw for 500 bucks. It's no. like a significant amount of money. Yeah, it's like, hey, do I want a do I want a new used car this year or do I want yeah. a new used laser? So if I get well that's exactly what it is. Like I can go buy in some cases if I were to get a brand new one, I could literally go get a brand new Highlander for the same price. Like they're expensive. So we'll see what happens. But if I get a, the other sign I quoted on which is an eight foot wide sign. So that would go to the CNC person. Mm-hmm. If I get that sign, I'll feel a lot better about it. Um, Cause then I'll know that I'll make my money back faster. But even getting this one sign makes a huge dent. And then besides that, I'm having a website made finally. Ooh, very nice. So I'm not doing it. I'm having somebody else do it. Cause I'm not that good at it. And they're, you know, they do it for their day job. So I made a deal to get a website done. So that's in the works. Very nice. And then from there, it's all about trying to grow on Instagram since that's my main form of marketing. So I've went from 2,800 followers maybe like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I just passed four thousand over the weekend. Nice, so I was pretty Good happy job, man. With that. Congrats! I I think I'm still I'm still sub two k. It took me forever to go from one to two. Literally months. I think it took like two or three months to go from one thousand to two thousand, if not longer. So I think I think my problem is I just lately I've had no. No good content, like just just none. Yeah, I'm at twelve hundred follow, twelve hundred and fifty some followers right now, and then I get like four new spam followers a a day. Yeah, it was funny because the other day I gained, I gained ten, and then I woke up in the morning, gained like ten more, and then I looked at my followers and it dropped thirty five. <laughs> So, and most of them are those woodworking accounts that buy my t-shirts. Yeah, so buy my t-shirt, buy my t-shirt. If I catch them, I block them straight ahead so it mm-hmm. doesn't screw up my number later. But I haven't been catching them lately. Yeah, I've gotten either the welder ones. I I guess maybe because I occasionally like welder photos and like metalworking mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the woodworking, of course, selling mm-hmm. the t-shirts plumbers ones that which is that's becoming more i haven't gotten a plumber one more recent thing and then of course the um the whiskey or bourbon related ones because that's my other that's my other thing so i've been getting a bunch of those bunch of those spam followers lately and just like that's one of if as as soon as i can see it and i see that it's like someone not not real i go ahead and just like automatically spam kill it i try to do that yeah so yeah Mostly so, it's just trying to grow on there. My goal is that 10K mark. That's my goal. That's your, there you go. There you go. I think I'm. if I can break 2K, I'll be happy. 
But I mean, I just gotta find. I gotta find the content that works. That's that's yeah. been my issue. It seems like some stuff it's like it completely blows up for no reason, and other stuff it's like, man, this is it's really nice, and it's like you got nobody. It's like thirty people that have liked it. I've had ones where I think it took me, you know, forty hours to make something. To so like the woodpecker square replica that I did. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this thing is awesome. It's gonna blow up. It's like a hundred likes, and then somebody else posted. It was it was Mike posted a picture of router bits and it blew up and I was like what is going on he's like yeah I don't know it's like jeez so just goes to prove that Instagram is a black hole that nobody knows nothing about yeah it's 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 like I I think I think a monkey just like smashes the keyboard sometimes to, to make an algorithm I think that's how algorithms get 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 written at at, uh, at IG headquarters with monkey <laughs> just smashing a keyboard over and over there again. you go but yeah so if I do end up getting a new laser well not new but new, new to, to me, you laser laser yes I will be documenting that journey and what I considered and the headaches and everything I went through because I was lined oh, yeah. up to actually buy one last weekend oh the one in like New Arizona Mexico or something Arizona yeah and they sold it out from under me for more money and didn't even tell me that they oh, were that doing sounds it. about right that sounds about right so yeah that's what happens when you try to get used machinery and I know I'm gonna hear from people well why don't you just buy a brand new one from you know boss laser or other water-cooled laser manufacturers and I've already been through that conversation with like 15 people about why it, don't, I don't worry it's always it's always like wow well it's the same thing i get why are you using a handsaw why, why are you using a hand plane you have a planer i can see it back there it's because i use that planer for specific things yeah really really hard hardwoods that i don't want to take the time to plane yes i'll use a big planer or i'm trying to remove a lot of a lot of waste or i've got some Mm -hmm. specific thing i need to work on get it done quicker yes i'll use the big one but i prefer to use hand planes and hand saws because that's just who i am like yesterday i posted a picture i have a chainsaw and an axe the chainsaw was just to get the pieces broken down into like cord size into like Mm -hmm. firewood length pieces to split them further into actual cords i uh i use an axe because i like to use an axe that's just me. It's a, you know, that's just who I am. Now, did that blow up on Instagram? No, but, you know, never know. Steel might repost it or something. I have no idea. Yeah. But I got to use my new steel chainsaw, or new to me steel chainsaw, so that makes me happy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through that conversation who knows how many times. And people are like, well, you're just a hobbyist. You're not running it, you know, eight hours a day production level. I was like, no, but I want to have the reliability that I can because yes. my goal long term is that that will hopefully be what I can do. And if I, you know, if I can get a machine that can keep up with a production level capacity and is just as, you know, good from a structural standpoint, like, you know, dings and dents and scratches and whatnot as a brand new one, why wouldn't I go with the one with better repeatability? better machining better performance exactly but you know so I, that's why i use hate. hand planes 
Yeah. Because they have they have repeatability, they have performance. They're still being made every day. People still make hand planes. They're very expensive hand planes, or they're super super cheap. You have both ends of the spectrum. There's not really a moderate in the middle anymore, but they're still completely usable. And guess what? Hmm. Anytime something breaks on that, I can normally find parts for it pretty easy. And you something know what? Breaks on my, something breaks on my big lunchbox planer, it's not going to be easy to find parts. And most of them are plastic. Well, and if you're talking about computer stuff, your hand plane is never going to call for an automatic update. True. I never have to call IT. I never have Unlike to call IT. Unlike our fabulous Windows computers. Hey, now. Hey, 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 My hey. computer constantly asks me for an update. That's, That's quite true. Annoying. That's true, but Windows doesn't build in like automatic self-destruct feature like Apple does to iPhones. It's like, oh, iPhone 10 releases November 10th. <laughs> I th- actually, my phone's doing pretty good. It's like two Mine's generations. Fine. Yeah. But I think it's built in. It's like November 10th, iPhone 10 will drop. November, November 8th at 8 in the morning, your iPhone 6 is dead. So I still have the 7, and it's going okay. I don't even know There's that. Been like I, don't, three I don't think anyone's ever that. even. I don't think anyone's even mentioned a, a, a seven. It's normally the odd inter, or the even intervals, a six and eight and a ten. I know somebody that just got a new one, or just got a new phone. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I got the six. I'm like, "That's like even five generations the, old." It's like, do they even? I didn't even know they still made those new. Apparently, they do. I didn't know it either. I thought they quit making them. I, th- I really thought they would have quit making them a long time ago as well. But anyway, okay, so we got really <laughs> off topic. <laughs> we went down so, a rabbit hole. So we're coming up on the time we have today just because of our schedules, but what is your goal for Old Southwood Craft? It can be, say, within the next year and then long term. All right, so within the next year is to break out and start doing furniture restoration and repairs uh, more than I do new stuff. And long term would be to do equal amounts of new, but that would be new period pieces, so new old furniture, uh, along with the restoration repairs. Um, I just like old stuff. What can I say? Nice. Yeah. So your end goal, let's say six months and then like, five years or something or six months in like two years so short term and then long term so my short term is to expand the signs so i do a lot of custom logo signs Mm -hmm. so i want to be able to expand what i offer with them so right now i'm going to be adding backlighting which is going to be new to me okay as well as standoffs So those will both be new. Fancy. So as I get further, my hope is to expand some of that. And then also expand quote-unquote standard designs. So like they can still be custom where, you know, it can be somebody's name. But it's done in my style as a sign. So it's still like quote-unquote standard because changing a name on something isn't too difficult. And how I design them, that part would be pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And then long term, my goal is to have built this as a brand. 
So I'm trying to build my brand on details and quality mm-hmm. of what I'm doing. And uh, just like the intricate nature of some of the signs I've been making. And build that brand to be able to be a standalone business. So that, you know, one day... So kind of like how Bill has done is Mm -hmm. have enough of a business that I'd have employees and be able to run it as a full-time job and enjoy it and all that. I mean, it'd still be stressful, but it's stuff I enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. And then later on add CNC abilities and other stuff like that, which is where the, the standard designs come in. Mm -hmm. So you don't always get like a bunch of custom jobs and they're tech, they're usually more detailed and take more work. So if I have like off the shelf designs that can be done pretty quickly, um that would enable me to get more business as well. So Okay. That's kind of the okay. idea. And then eventually right. like 20 years down the line because <laughs> that's probably how long it would take is to have like a retail space where I can not only have you know like a maker space area with all the mm-hmm. machinery but also like a front retail area that has you know things people can buy and supplies and basically be like a supplier quote unquote for laser and cnc stuff and also so be able to in-house like a, manufacture so basically kind of be sort of like a local dealer like a you yeah. know this company sells you know this filament or this that and yeah. the other and you're the local provider for it so and you're like, very knowledgeable on the product so kind of like how that black force woodco did for like their like they make their tables and stuff in the background but they also sell wood and epoxies and all that stuff in the yeah. retail part the same kind of concept but more for laser cnc stuff okay so i've got one follow-up question sure would you be interested in doing non-ferrous metal signs brass aluminum bronze I don't, well i don't is... know if you could do bronze because that's that's i don't know if you could do a sheet that thin i don't know because so brass my is super hope, soft bronze is not bronze is not soft my hope is that's part of my cnc hope so i want to get a cnc long term mm-hmm. that can handle rigidity wise machining aluminum and brass and stuff like that and actually make like metal i wouldn't say necessarily standalone metal signs i mean maybe um but also do metal components yes and so long term the machines i want are a cnc and like a cnc plasma or fiber laser yeah um but those you're talking like you know, $50,000 minimum even on a year. Well, I mean, you don't want that in your home. You want a standalone metal building with concrete floor. So that's in my home, in my garage, I'm kind of limited on space. So, you know, a two foot by four foot CNC would be the biggest thing that I can fit in there. Yeah. So those are kind of the hopes. We'll see how that pans out. Just keep working hard and making one dent at a time. Okay. Okay. Since you included your your like twenty year goal, I I don't know. It, right now, my twenty year goal would be eventually to do work for like a nonprofit. That'd be like cool. His, 
historical, like, be the old guy that knows everything about, like, old furniture. And it's like... You're this, already, like, the old guy that knows everything I about... I am a, I'm the old guy. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not that good. But, you know, work with, like, historical societies and this, that, and the other. Not necessarily about specific things about a home. That's normally, like, an architect's gig. But, like... Yeah this piece of furniture is supposed to go in this type of home. You have a home, you know, that's built in the 19, early 1900s, but it's got a Victorian era piece in it. Those two things do not go together. They look great, but they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. So that would be, cool. that would be my long-term goal is to eventually do stuff like that. There you go. Cause I just like old stuff. So it's always good. So I'm going to preface it with this. It's always good to have dreams and work towards them mm-hmm. but you are going to get a lot of people telling you that's not going to happen or you can't do that or good luck with that in a sarcastic voice because i've gotten all of it because i remember three years ago when i told people that i wanted to buy my own laser and i got so much heat from that They're like that's never going to happen you're never going to be able to afford that you're never going to make that happen and look at me now i mean i have one i've had it for two years and i'm trying to get a second one so i mean i did think you were kind of weird whenever you were like the one laser guy in a group of like woodworkers but everyone looked at me weird because they all were like you're that weird guy that has all those hand planes right i'm like yes i am well you got to find out what makes you different exactly you got to stand you got to stand alone yes and clearly i think we stand alone now I'm probably the youngest in the hand playing hand playing group. There's not there's quite a few of us hand playing guys, but most of them are old dudes. Not as many young guys. Now there's not very many laser laser people. I know that for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what's sad? What? I know how to use my laser better than a hand plane. I guarantee you that probably seventy five percent of the people that are woodworkers. I'm going to say that in, in air quotes woodworkers know how to use a circular saw all day long could not figure out how a hand plane works well fine woodworking versus carpentry know. woodworking yep. yes so i think that wraps up our time for the day the time right, that we man. have anyway i think that's it i think that i think that that ends us on a pretty good note so trevor have a good have a good evening have a you good too. week and we will hopefully come back next week with a new exciting topic. I have one in my head, but we need to decide where we're going to go with it. So Sounds everybody have a great week. Yep. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out makervisionpodcast.com. We'll post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked, into, talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your maker vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or, once again, in previous episodes, feel free to drop us a line at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at makervisionpodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show... Please give us a five-star review and, uh, and just some really nice words to, to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play.
Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing, hearing from you next week.